I never thought I'd share this. But today, I'm unveiling the raw, unfiltered truth of my journey within my subconscious mind through hypnotherapy. I'm taking you on an unexpected voyage, one that many fear, yet all of us need. It's a voyage inward to a place where we confront truths we often avoid. The answers we tirelessly seek in the world around us, more often than not, lie hidden within us. In a world that constantly pulls us outward, urging us to find solutions and fulfillment in external sources, I dare to venture in the opposite direction, into the depths of my own mind, through the layers of my subconscious, seeking truths buried deep beneath years and years of neglect and misunderstanding. I delved into memories obscured by time from the earliest whisper of, of my childhood when I was just a tiny baby to the echoes of what some might call past lives. I sought to uncover the traumas, the limiting beliefs, the forgotten moments that shaped who I am and not who I can be and want to be. This voyage, my voyage with hypnotherapy, wasn't just about exploration. It was a confrontation with my deepest fears, a battle against the instinct to always look outward for guidance, approval, happiness, and self-worth. It was about discovering that the most profound insights and the most transformative revelations come from within. In my quest to understand and heal, I've employed various tools to work with my subconscious mind and nervous system. Of these, hypnotherapy stands out as one of the few methods I would highly recommend based on my own profound experiences. Yet, it's crucial to remember that each journey is unique. While hypnotherapy has been a key for me, your path may unfold differently. Embracing your unique journey is what personal growth is all about. Remember, every single one of us is a unique being, a magnificent soul, and we hold so much power within. It's time to uncover that power. Now, before we continue, a quick note. I share my experiences and insights with full sincerity, vulnerability, and authenticity. However, I'm not a certified medical professional, nor do I want to become one. I share for information purposes only, and of course, to inspire and empower you on your own unique journey. Do consult with a healthcare provider before starting any treatment, including hypnotherapy. And that's something I've done myself before starting my journey, which you'll hear about in the next minutes. So now, join me as we unravel not just the voyage, but the realization that within each of us lies a vast, untapped ocean of wisdom waiting to be discovered. Today is about breaking the barriers we set for ourselves challenging the notions that the answers we seek are anywhere but within. Let's begin diving into my journey and how I initially uncovered hypnotherapy. You see, I started podcasting about six months ago now, back in May, and I actually started recording sometime in February, March. And one of the first people that reached out to me, now a dear friend of mine, Amy, is a hypnotherapist and specializes in working with the subconscious mind. Now, I had her on the show in one of the first few episodes. You can go back and watch, and I'll link it in, in the show notes as well. And she opened my mind to what is possible. But you see, I grew up and live in a society like most of you, where hypnotherapy is usually what they do on stages, at magic shows, 
where they essentially mind control people or they drop the, the watch and they hypnotize someone. And that's the perception I went in with. However, I had an open mind and I said, hey, let's have a conversation. And one conversation with Amy turned into multiple conversations. Then I ended up having three other hypnotherapists on the show discussing various aspects of hypnotherapy and the subconscious mind. And the more I had discussions, the more I began to believe that this might be something that can help me. You see, I grew up in Eastern Europe during the communist era. So I have tons of limiting beliefs and traumas I don't even know are there. Or rather, I didn't even know existed because now I've uncovered quite a few of them. So looking at my initial skepticism of how this is mostly a trick, some self-help fad or something else, I overcame that by having a growth mindset opening my mind up and saying, okay, let's look at the facts. And as you know me, I like to do research. And if you haven't seen last week's episode, you can go back and you can take a look at the deep dive into hypnotherapy and mixing a bunch of science with whatever else we, we find in the world and what we know from history. Now, I had concerns around hypnotherapy. For example, would I lose control? Would I be stuck in a trance if let's say the virtual connection stops, because if I wanted to work with a hypnotherapist, while there may be one or two locally, a lot of them were found online and you would have to do a Zoom session. So I had, of course, a lot of questions and concerns. However, once I approached my doctor and I said, hey, doctor, I'm going through these things. I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm doing this transformation. I want to try hypnotherapy. What's your take? Well, we actually went over the pros and cons and what he knew and we looked at my healthcare records and everything else, and everything looked fine for me to, to try this. So the next step was actually finding a hypnotherapist, right? Because sometimes some of us make a mistake where we only do a bit of research into something that we want to try, be it a diet, be it a therapist, be it a form of healing. And we jump on the first thing that comes up, and sometimes that works out. But most of the time, and at least for people like myself, I like to do a bit more research, I like to do a bit more digging, and see what people, or in this case, what person I want to work with. Because it's not just about what they know, where they started, but it's also about your personal connection with them. Can they truly understand you? Can they help you? And it's, again, not about what they can do for you, so let's say facilitate a hypnotherapy session, but it's about the results you can get from working with them. Now, knowing that I, by this point, I had recorded four conversations with four different hypnotherapists, I decided to see which one I had a better connection with, which one I resonated with, and Amy Hubbard was that person. And boy, I was not let down. I was in for a beautiful journey, which again, I'll tell you more in a few minutes. Now, here's how the hypnotherapy session worked for me. I signed up for a one initial session that included three parts, really, right? You had the pre-hypnotherapy session, the hypnotherapy session, and then, of course, the post-hypnotherapy session. Pre-hypnotherapy session, of course, you have to share some information about yourself, and you have to be as open as possible. And that leads into what's called an intention-setting session. So Amy and I talked for about an hour. She asked me more questions, and we set intentions for what do I want to achieve or get out of my session with her. And this is actually very, very important. Regardless of you going to a therapist, psychiatrist, 
alternative healer, a hypnotherapist, whatever it is that you go to, or even let's say a fitness coach, always look at the intentions behind what you want to achieve. And when we look at intentions, I want to draw attention to two things, right? A lot of us are focused on the quantifiable potential results we can get out. I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to sleep X amount more A, B, and C, right? So you put a number behind it or a percentage. But there's also quantifiable results that are more qualitative in nature, but also results that are not quantifiable, but qualitative in nature. So what I mean by that, instead of saying, well, I want to lose 30 pounds, it might be that I want to feel better in my body. I want to have more energy. Losing the pounds is just a byproduct of that, right? So it's not that I don't want to have a goal that's tied to a quantity, so quantifiable, but I also want to look at, of course, qualitative goals. So now that we have that set, right, I, I went to this session knowing that I wanted to tackle two challenges in my life, right? One challenge had to do with what I believe to be learned behaviors from my childhood based on trauma, based on limiting beliefs, that made me act in certain ways that I wasn't happy with, that I knew deep inside it's not me. For example, reacting quickly when someone triggered me. And there were many triggers, be it from someone I loved, a friend on the soccer field. And surprisingly, these things weren't showing up in my professional life, which, of course, I'm grateful for. (laughs) But they were showing up way too often in my personal life. And I knew that it wasn't me, deep down, that really wanted to react and respond a certain way. But my wounded inner self, younger child, was coming up and I had no control over it because I wasn't even aware of it. So that was part one of my big goal, right? The second part of it was around weight loss. So as you may realize, I'm a bigger guy. I've been up and down most of my life. I've been into fitness and exercise and soccer for a long time. But there's only so much exercise can do when your eating habits are not the best. And what I've come to realize is that even though gaining weight has to do with what you put in versus what energy you expel, it's not always just about the food. Sure, that plays a big part, but there's also emotions behind it. Emotions that I didn't realize. And upon discussing this with Amy in more detail and other hypnotherapists, I've realized that there's a lot of trauma, a lot of beliefs that get formed in your younger years that will impact how you see food and your relationship with it. And I've come to realize over the many sessions that that was my biggest challenge. So we go into this session, we set the intentions. Amy sends me a quick recording, a few minutes long, to get used to her voice. So I'll play this recording at night for, let's say, four nights until the session came. And here's where the magic starts. Now, remember, I've never done anything like hypnotherapy before. I've never even looked at doing something like this until recently. So I went in with an open mind, somewhat skeptical because I was doing it over Zoom. However, I was open to whatever came with the intentions that we said prior. So the session starts with Amy being super friendly, of course, and guiding me beautifully into my subconscious mind, getting me to calm down, to essentially quiet my monkey brain and get into a state where we can work with the subconscious mind. You see, Amy or any other hypnotherapist are not magicians. They are not some people with superpowers in the sense of like they can control you. They are facilitators with a gift for being able to help you navigate your subconscious mind. Now, when we look at how the session was split up, the session was two hours long, right? 
The first few minutes is about getting me comfortable, getting me down into my subconscious mind. There's more stuff that happens there, but essentially, after you're comfortable, after you're in a good space, and you realize that you're safe and you're in control, then the journey begins. Now, for me, the first moment I was like, oh, wow, there's something here. This actually works, was when we were going through the parts of calming me down, getting me to quiet down. And we got to a point, I don't even know if it's 10, 15 minutes in, where Amy says, and now you will realize that even if you want to open your eyes, you can't. And, you know, me being me, tough guy, doing whatever I want, I'm like, of course I can open my eyes if I want. So I try to open my eyes and I can't. Now, mind you, of course, if I pushed it through, I could have because the entire time I felt in control. However, just that idea that there was a power, there was something that from inside me was like, no, we got to work on this. We're not going to back out now. We're not going to chicken out now. We're going to do it. So they gave me the courage to continue on this journey. And what Amy did next was magical. She took me down in my subconscious mind and we uncovered four different stories of my life that were, of course, tied to the two intentions I've set up earlier. The first few stories or actually most of the stories were around me feeling unsafe in the environment I was, me learning a behavior from those around me, and then repeating that in my adult life because I had a wounded aspect of me. So I am now going to share with you a bit of that initial journey. We uncovered in those four scenarios parts of me that were three years old, four years old, five, and six years old respectively. Now, from those four memories that came up, only one of them I had a vague remembrance of in my conscious mind when I wanted to pull it up. The rest are visions that my subconscious mind brought up to show me the scenario that was essentially my inner child being wounded and being stuck into this pattern. And then, of course, coming up and doing the reacting and all the stuff that comes with it. So, long story short, we got into one story it usually starts with a feeling, with you seeing a color potentially, with sometimes a vision. For me, it started with a heaviness in the heart. As we explored the heaviness in my heart, a vision started forming. And it was this vision of me in my crib as a three-year-old and seeing the adults around me, in that case, my grandparents having a fight. Right? And we uncovered that there was a lot of fear within that small child about what was going on and how people were treating each other. So I internalized it and I realized that in order to feel safe, I needed to project the same type of behavior, the yelling, the raising my voice, the looking strong because I felt small and weak. From then on, we moved on. There was a memory from when I was about almost seven years old during the Romanian revolution. Um, this was when the communist regime was overthrown. And you may or may not know, it essentially was like a war zone in the area where I grew up in because there were tanks and, of course, military in the streets and fighting against people that were throwing in the revolution. And I remember having to hide in our apartment in one of the, let's say, closets slash bathroom areas that had no windows so you could be safer in case, you know, a bullet came through or something. And I didn't realize, I mean, that memory was something I still remember to this day. It was something that I knew about, but I didn't realize the impact that had on me from a traumatic point of view. So we got to heal that part, understand why it was there, and move on, right? And there was two more stories just like that. One when I was four years old, and one when I was five years old, again, about me feeling inadequate or me having doubt about myself because of what was going on in my environment. So you see, 
a few weeks ago, we talked about the subconscious mind, right? And how you, when you're between zero and seven, absorb like a sponge from all five of your senses, right? Well, that's what I was doing as a child. And I was storing these memories and some, you know, parts of me were very wounded. And unfortunately, those were showing up in my life over and over and over. No, I wasn't aware of them. I wasn't necessarily aware that they were triggering me or doing those things, right? So as we go through the four journeys, right, during this session, that took probably about an hour and a half to, to, to get through. It was very emotional. Now, I'm a grown man, and I have no shame in saying I cry, like most people do, right? I don't try to hold it back anymore. It's something I used to. I don't. A lot of emotions came up, and I'm still trying to process how to truly show them, but I got to heal myself. And in each of those stories I shared with you, the idea at the end is that you bring that wounded child into your world right now, into your heart, and you heal him or her. And that essentially heals that aspect of it, that tiny trauma, and you can move on to the next part. Now, the last part of the session is where Amy puts together all her notes and all her thoughts based on my intentions and sets up essentially reprogramming aspect of the subconscious mind. Because you see, it's not enough to heal and let's say remove certain aspects that you don't like, but it's also about reprogramming or essentially programming new ones in there. Because if you remove something, think about it, it's a vacuum now. So anything in the universe wants to fill it up because anytime you have a vacuum in the universe, doesn't matter where, it wants to be filled up. So the idea here is that you are now with Amy going to create this beautiful 10 to 15 minute recording that you get to play every night for at least 21 days. And I say every night because that's what I did. But you, you have to play it or you should play it at least once a day. And it's about rewiring your subconscious mind to the things you want and not the things you don't want. Right? Because it's easy to heal some parts and then still put in bad programming or outdated programming in there. So that was my first session. Now, again, you know, I had my first session. And I remember I, I had the soccer game right after. And I felt amazing after the session. Right, A lot of emotions were shared. A lot of things happened. But I didn't know what to, what to expect, right? And I went to soccer and I felt a bit off. But I still I had a good game. Came home and went to sleep. I didn't think much of it. I wasn't sure if... Any of the work, it felt good in the moment, right? I healed. But here's where the magic happens. The next day, yes, this is the next day. I remember going upstairs and noticing that something was off in the kitchen. And that would normally throw me off and I would, it would make me react. It would be a trigger for me. And I remember going up the stairs, looking at what normally would trigger me. And I stopped dead in my tracks. And I'm like, what's going on? Why am I not triggered? And then it dawns on me, Wow. This actually works. I'm not triggered. I don't feel like I need to say something, do something. It just is. I could not believe it. Honestly, I could have been stuck there in that moment for minutes. I don't even remember because it felt like that, right? It's a memory. I can look back and I'm like, I can see myself in third person. It's like, wow, that happened. And from there, things progressed. I would say that my reactivity, that type of behavior improved tenfold day by day. It's not perfect to this day, but there's, I would say, about 80 to 90% improvement from before the session. And keep in mind, I'm someone that's been working on that for years upon years. And I made slow progress over multiple years, let's say 10, 20%. And you see, I do this one session, I heal some parts of myself, and all of a sudden, I have massive improvement. 
Now, again, each of us and each of our journeys are unique and different, right? So these are just my results. I'm not saying you're going to get those results. However, wouldn't you want to try and find out if that's something that may work for you? And again, hypnotherapy is just one way to tap into the subconscious mind. There are many, many other ways to, to tap into it. Now, seeing what was happening, right? I gave it the 21 days. In fact, I actually gave it about 30-something days where I played the recording. I was seeing the improvements. And I went back to Amy and said, hey, Amy, I want to work more with you because I'm seeing such amazing transformation. And we didn't get to focus too much on the weight loss. So I wanted to continue this so we can focus on the weight loss. Amy, of course, being the beautiful soul that she is, she said, yes, let's work together. I'll help you through this. And we began the journey again. I have had two more sessions since then, about a month and a half apart. And I'll have a few more in the future. You see, something like weight loss can be a lot harder to heal because there's usually a lot of different parts that cause that issue. However, I'm seeing improvements already, significant ones where I am no longer emotionally eating nearly as much or even as much. I'm not drawn to the same type of foods that would give me that instant gratification or peace, of course, temporarily. So there is progress, but I took a few more sessions. And the second session was amazing, just like the first one. Again, go in with the intention setting, jump into the session. It's about two hours long, right? Do the intro part, make sure you're safe and comfortable, getting deep. And this one was, again, four journeys into my early childhood. And like with the first one, one of them I had some memory of, the other I did not. However, the beautiful aspect of this journey was that, unbeknownst to me, Amy would start to see some patterns form up. You see, my subconscious mind took me down to some stories that in my mind, in my conscious mind, because you're conscious the entire time, didn't make any sense to be related, right? So there was a story of me being... I don't know, two, three years old, and there was a an adult party around me, meaning that there was only adults, no other kids. And I remember feeling how small I was and how insignificant because everyone was so large and so big, right? So there was one aspect. There was another story where I uh, remember being on a school trip, maybe first year of school or maybe kindergarten, right? Hiking through the woods. And I remember in that vision that I was with my grandfather, but also the teacher and all the other kids. Now, you see, I was raised by my grandmother and my grandfather for the most part, as my parents had to work crazy hours. And my grandfather was a retired military man. And he loved me so much. And he was such a beautiful soul that he was taking me and going with me everywhere. But you see, despite his love, despite everything he did, I felt small because I couldn't have the freedom that all the other kids had. So I felt small because I had an adult doing all the things for me or most of the things. So there was another instance of feeling small. And there were two more stories that had similar themes. And as we get to the last part of the the session, where we kind of put it all together and create this new narrative for your mind, after you got to heal those parts of yourself, Amy realized something. She's like, look at this. You are telling yourself you're small and you want to be big. You'd rather be big. You're telling yourself you're small and this. Your subconscious mind, as you have probably heard me talk about this in previous episodes, cannot tell the difference between what, let's say, is real and what is not, right? So if you feel small and your subconscious mind wants to protect you, wants to take care of you, right, what's going to happen? It's going to want to make you big because 
Big is the opposite of small, right? And that's going to protect you. Now, what does big mean? Big means potentially gaining weight. And when I was a child, I gained some weight around the same time frame, right? Then I lost it when I was hitting puberty. And then I started gaining again as I moved from being sportsy into, let's say, computer games and more activities that were more passive rather than active. But anyway, it's a story for a different time. So now as we see these patterns form up, we get to heal those parts. Unlike the first session, I didn't necessarily see any big transformations in me over the next 30 days as I played the recording and I went through everything that has happened. However, I started to form a picture. I started to understand that there were so many elements to why I am who I am today. And you see, some stories started to form. Yes, there wasn't immediate progress, but there's integration that comes with it, right? Like, what do you do with everything that you've uncovered and what comes next? And like I say, every time awareness is of the battle. So now I started to become aware of the challenges I've been facing. And I knew that there were more things to uncover. So after about another 30 days or so, we went into the next hypnotherapy session. And this was about a month ago now. And this one was probably the most powerful of the three that I've done so far. Because as you get more comfortable with a facilitator like Amy, as you get deeper and deeper with your subconscious mind, as you learn to operate that environment you get deeper and deeper and you get bigger insights. Because you see, at the beginning, with my first session, I didn't trust my messages coming up from the subconscious mind. And Amy kept telling me, hey, whatever comes up first, when we ask a question, that's usually the right answer. But I would question it. I would be like, "Uh, this answer doesn't make sense to my conscious mind, so I don't want to say it. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say you have a feeling, a heaviness in your heart. And Amy's like, okay, so let's tap into that. Let's look at what that means. Right, ask it a question, and she'll give you a question, and you ask the question. And what happens with me is I would literally get an answer right away. But then I would second guess it because my conscious mind, my analytical mind goes like, uh, what just happened? And then I would answer with like, uh, feeling of loneliness, feeling uh, small, right? So I would answer as a question back. And she coached me through it, and eventually by the second session, and now by the third session, I was like really into it. I'm like, okay, what comes up is what I say because that's my subconscious mind talking. So you see, we got into this very deep. Now, the intention for this session was twofold, right? It was continuing the weight journey, but also this idea that I'm not trusting myself, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, that everything will be okay and everything will happen the way you want it to happen eventually, right? I wasn't trusting. And even to this day, it's something I'm working on, but it's getting better and better. So those are the two main themes. And you see, this session was longer. This session was two and a half hours. And we went down into two, five different journeys. And the first one, Amy did such an amazing job of guiding me to meet an alternative version of myself. Let's call it a future self or a self that lives in a different timeline that already is fit, already has everything that I dream of achieving. Successful podcast, public speaking, an extra successful coach and mentor, which is something I am already, however, to the next level, right? Someone that has such big impact on myself and the world. And I get to meet this person, right? Because she sets up the scene and I'm a very visual person. I get to see this person. And it's about exchanging conversations and me extracting mentorship from my own self, this amazing version of me that has the things I want. So it only makes sense for me to get coaching and mentorship from him. So as we go back and forth, we get some questions, and I thought that was 
fabulous. I actually couldn't believe it because, again, you are conscious the entire time. You are in control. So I could see this play out in my mind or in my mind's eye, rather. And I was like, wow, this is fantastic. You know, feeling great. Then we move on. This next <laughs> story that we, our subconscious mind or my subconscious mind waved in, wow, something else. Um, I had to confront one of my caretakers in my childhood because he was a vision of my three-year-old self playing with my toys, but then having an adult that was my, one of my caretakers back then put me down, yelling at me, always telling me what not to do, and overall restricting me from being who I wanted to be, who, who Constantine is. So we got to help that young child stand up to that person, heal through this. And that, that one story was so emotional for me because it wasn't about just healing. It was about understanding that the person that did this to us didn't do it because they were mean, because they wanted to harm us. It was because they themselves were wounded and had their own traumas to deal with. And I had so much love in that moment, not just for my younger self, but also for the person because I know and I knew in that moment how much they were hurting. And you see, we often stand up and blame others for how mean they are or how terrible they are, but we don't know what demons they're fighting inside, what issues they are bearing deep down because they have no tools or no ways to deal with it because nobody teaches you this stuff. So anyway, we got to heal that aspect and then we moved on. The next aspect was a beautiful journey. This felt very surreal, very sci-fi. What I got to understand that allowing my heart to have a voice, not just my mind, was critical to my success. You see, I'm someone that's not just extremely emotional. I am very spiritual and I am mostly from my hand. That's how I operate, right? Or operated rather. So it's the idea of allowing the heart to have a say, allowing the heart to come up and also bring up ideas and ideally work in unison with your brain. So we got to do that. I got to understand. I got to see more of it and how I can bring it into my life. And now one of the craziest parts of my experience so far, and I say crazy in a, in a beautiful way because while I was aware of this phenomenon, I didn't talk it with Amy, nor did I want to go down this path at the time. The phenomenon I'm talking to you about is past life regression. And there are two episodes actually on this podcast with hypnotherapists that specialize in past life regression. And you see, I'm someone that wants to, to go there. I want to explore past lives and the in-between lives aspect of it. But I was focused on what I wanted to uncover in this life. My lack of trust of myself and the universe, my higher self, and the weight loss. So I, I didn't bother to mention to Amy because I didn't see a correlation. And guess what? As she guides me into this next story... I find out something amazing. I find out, or rather, I find myself in this open space, and I'm not recognizing anything. It looks like there's a gathering of people, and there's a stage made out of wood, so very old, and there's a person talking to the crowd. And then as I look around more, I see that there are houses and, and huts and, and small buildings made out of wood. So this is not from this timeline, unless it's like on a movie set. So as we navigate this journey, I come to realize that the person speaking on stage is my past self. We realize this is sometime in biblical times, so, you know, thousands of years ago. And Amy guides me so beautifully that I get to hear and see what that man was talking about to the crowd. 
And you see, he was not a religious man, but he was a spiritual man. He was talking about similar things that I talk about today, about how we have the power to change every and any outcome in our life, how we have the power to become the best version of ourselves that we want to become, how we are the answer to anything that's a problem out there, right? Because when we take the power back, when we go inwards, we can unleash that beautiful masterpiece that's just sitting below the surface. So you see, this is like 2,000 years ago. I'm talking about this stuff, right? The crowd, of course, you, you know, you can tell that they are, some are into it, some are like, what the heck is going on? But see, Amy, in her masterful skill set, guides me to fast forward a bit to the next big event in this man's life. And of course, the next big event is, and you guessed it, me, that old me getting arrested. And I got to experience how he felt. I got to see him defeated and feel like this was not worth it, like nothing matters. Why spend all these years, and he was an older man, probably in his 50s or 60s, why spend all this time studying, introspecting, sharing it with the world just to be punished and no one cares? So Amy guided me through removing the shackles, removing the people arresting him, and just having a one-to-one conversation, sharing how much progress has been made since and how what we talk about today is what he talked about and he laid the foundation for, and that it, it, it was not all for nothing. It was something very important. It was laying the foundation for the future. And you see, the goal was to, again, heal that part of you because that part or that man was part of me. And that was fueling my lack of trust because why do something when you know deep down that it doesn't matter? Now, when I say no, I don't actually mean that you truly know it, but you feel that way. You feel like, ah, you know, well, I should be doing this. It doesn't matter. The world is going to end. Look at the wars that are happening in the world. Look at the deforestation. Look at the nature going out. Look at global warming. But if all of us did that, then what would happen? But what if we change the rhetoric? And this is what this is all about. What if it does matter, even if it's just a tiny bit? So that's what happened. We got to heal that person. He put a big smile on his face. We brought him, brought him into our heart, into our energy, and we moved on. And there was one more story, beautiful story, about my later childhood, which I was really surprised because this was a memory and a vision around between a 13 and 15-year-old me, where I was very fit, I was into a lot of sports, and I was getting a lot of attention from the girls in my high school and, and school in general, right? And that was distracting me from many things. And the message that came from my subconscious mind, and I laugh at this because it sounds silly, but it was a big aha moment for me. It was that you, I needed to gain weight because I started gaining weight around 16 with a bit of a gut. And then, you know, I worked through that with sports and anything better and whatnot. But the idea was that I would gain weight to keep me away from being distracted with the opposite sex and going and partying and doing all the stuff. Because if I would get distracted... I would not be able to fulfill my mission, my why, my purpose on this planet. And I know they may sound crazy for most of you, but that's the truth of what came up to my subconscious mind. And I said it was a big aha moment because I realized that at that time, it felt like if I came here for a purpose, if we believe in the idea of a purpose, if I would get distracted and go down on that path, I wouldn't be what I am today, sitting in front of you and talking about this stuff and making the impact I'm making. So it made sense back then, but it doesn't make sense anymore. So the idea with Amy's help was to heal that part of me and reminded that 
you know, we're not 20 years ago anymore, 25 years ago anymore. We are now much later in life where we need to get into shape for various reasons, lose the weight, and we get to heal that part. And now I'm sitting in front of you a month and a half later or so, and I can tell you that this session has been transformative to another level. I've been able to, for the first time in my life, just enjoy life without having to go eat out or go for the chocolate every day or go for, for bad foods, just making better decisions day by day without following any, any strict diet, enjoying life and losing weight. I cannot wait to share more with you as I progress with this journey. And of course, there will be more hypnotherapy sessions coming towards the end of this year and next year. And I cannot wait to see what else I can uncover, heal, learn, and let go of. So that's been, <laughs> it's been a lot, right? And there's a lot of questions you may have. I would love to answer any questions you have in the comments. You can send me a message on social media, right? You can even email me at constantine at unleashthyself.com. I would love to talk about any of any and all of these things that I've gone through. Hypnotherapy or not, right? Because I'm the type of person that will try a lot of different things as long as they're safe and my doctor is okay with them just to see if that's a tool that can work for me or for those around me. Because see, like you've seen with this content, I love to learn. I love to try things out. And then as I do that, as I start seeing what is possible, I, st I like to share with all of you. So with that being said, let's uh, try to wrap this up. <laughs> I hope my stories have not only illuminated the path I've walked, but also cast light on your paths. We've navigated through the depths of the subconscious, confronted fears, and embraced truths hidden within us. And while my journey with hypnotherapy is deeply personal, the lessons extracted are universal. You hold the keys, right? Look inwards. And remember, the voyage into self is not a journey of isolation, but one of connection to our true selves, to others who walk similar paths. Each step taken inward is a step towards greater understanding, compassion, and empowerment. Now, I invite you to reflect on your own journey. What are the truths you're yet to confront? What are the fears holding you back? And most importantly, what steps can you take today to embark on your voyage of self-discovery? As we part ways today, I encourage you to carry these reflections with you. Ponder them, wrestle with them, and when you're ready, Take that brave step towards knowing and unleashing your true self. If you found value in today's episode, I'd be extremely grateful if you could take a moment to subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review Unleash Thyself on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Your support helps us grow and reach more people on their unique journeys so they too can transform. This is Konstantin Morun your companion on this voyage towards empowerment, reminding you that no one, and I mean no one, is more capable and has more knowledge to save you and take you to the next level than you do. Continue the journey to know thyself so you can unleash thyself. And as always, we cannot do it alone. So let's do it together. Thank you.